0: Yeah, more than a podcast. We want all that God has. If he ain't in it, we ain't about it. That's a hard pass. Lord, I pray that they find you in every broadcast. It ain't about us, we just some outcasts. Invited to his table, the king's table. Come as you are, but don't be surprised if you leave better. Unity commands a blessing. We are better together, and we ain't just talking to talk. We tryna walk this walk, shine our lights in the dark while sparking up good conversation He said to go and make disciples of every nation We don't need motivation, we need made up minds and dedication Serving leaders in the making, that's the mission statement They want us to conform, not my generation So what you waiting on? Every episode is a celebration You ready? Give it up For Gavin, Michael, Matthew, and Eddie, I said, "What you waiting on?" Every episode is a celebration, or better yet, an invitation to the King's Table. Yeah.
1: Welcome to the King's Table podcast, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Don't ever say, ladies and gentlemen, the podcast. (laughs)
1: Ladies and gentlemen.
2: We
0: can't be too formal, guys. It's gonna be bad. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Royal priesthood, holy nation,
1: bro. Who who are we addressing here?
0: There's there's nothing particularly like. Inform, like, particularly formal about a in, uh, neat introduction, I think. I don't know. Yeah, but you lose
2: me at ladies and gentlemen.
0: Well, maybe not <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Do I
2: just like kings and queens. <laughs> I do like kings and queens. That's a kings
1: good. and queens. Kings and queens.
2: Princess Welcome, and kings and
0: queens, to the King's Table Podcast. We're really excited for you guys to join us today as we discuss ABC Talk. I feel like it doesn't flow in Michael's. side. Yeah, I feel like it does <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's Michael's fault. It's, it's Michael's Michael's my fault.
3: It's, it's like, a Michael problem. It's my fault. for yeah. There, no. there just should be like uh, a director's play button.
2: Like a director's play button? you can oh. hit in the back and oh, wait it'll a minute. just flow. That's what I do Hello on Hello, fellow Sunday. kings
0: and queens, and welcome <laughs> to the King's Table podcast. I think kings and queens right. is just creepy.
2: Yeah, it's a little weird, honestly. <laughs> I think
0: is. I think we should just say, yeah. hey, guys, welcome to the King's Table podcast. And... Jump in. Yeah. It's Eddie, casual. Mm-hmm. It's quick. Eddie, you guys to tell us about the story?
2: Mephibosheth story. Mephibosheth story. How do you say it? <laughs> <laughs> Mephibosheth story? <laughs> yeah, Mephibosheth talk about a, it.
1: He's a G. Who's that? I don't know who it is. You don't know who he is? No. So he was the grandson of Saul from mm-hmm. the Old Testament story. Okay. And basically when um, King David was destroying that entire kingdom, he like... Killed basically everybody in Saul's family. Yeah. And then ended up feeling like convicted and felt bad about it. And he's yeah. like, Is there anyone left from the family line of Saul that we can give honor to? Mm-hmm. So then they call out this guy Ziba from some other place. I don't remember where he's from anyway. Doesn't <laughs> matter. It um, and he's like, Yes, there's um, Saul's grandson, Mephibosheth. And then he, the first thing that he does when he explains Mephibosheth, and he says, He says he's lame in both feet. So he, he instantly identifies him by his disability, right? And he's, and he's calling him, he's saying he's lame in both feet. So Mephibosheth, it, he calls him to the king's palace to go meet with David, yep. and now David is meeting with him, and Mephibosheth is scared because he's now like a cripple boy with no value, going to see the king, expecting that the king is basically gonna like behead him, wow. right, or, or kill him, wow. right? And he goes and meets with the king, and the king is like, hey, I wanna restore honor And glory to your family for your grandfather's sake. Mm. And wanna invite you to have a seat at the king's table Mm. and restore all the land that was owed to you and your family. Mm. And I want you to sit and eat at the king's table with us as one of my sons. So he calls this man who was living in a in a city called Lodabar. And Lodabar has, like, this emphasis of it being, like, the slums. Yeah. So he's down in in the bottom in the basement of Lodabar, Mm. and Mm. he's called up from the lowest of lows with the lowest of titles as as a a cripple man in this situation to now come have a seat at the king's table. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? So he's now at the king's table. Right? And another – I ended up watching, like, a YouTube video kind of analyzing the story, and, like, he was good from the waist up, so yeah. it's like now he comes and he sits wow. at the king's table yeah, yeah. with the covering over what makes him lame, <clears throat> right? So he's sitting there now at the same level with everyone at the king's table wow. saying, I have a seat and I have an inheritance that's been yeah. given to me by God and yeah. I'm worthy of this, right? And, and um, the king, David, is the one who restores that to him despite what wow. happened in the past. Wow. So it's just a powerful story that like gave me a lot of the vision for the mm-hmm. like, king's table name when I was thinking about it sure. and talking about it, you know? And obviously, like the other the other reference that I was discussing is like Psalm 23, mm. um, where it says like You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, and then it goes to, on to say like My cup runs over. Um, you know, like having a table prepared before you in the presence of your enemies is such um, like a vast topic that just unlocks like a this this vision in your mind that like your seat has been set out before you by God, regardless of what other attacks from the enemy are coming right. against you in that moment. Right. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, no, I always like in Psalm 23, like, how it says, like, he prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies, right? Like, that's, that's an interesting take on that because it's, like, I feel like a lot of times we think that God's always trying to take us from, you know, the place of our enemies. And, it, and he definitely is, but he's also here, like, setting the table in the presence of. So, like, if we just break that down for a second – what got what what the what the scriptures are really saying there? what david's really saying is like no like you're not just pulling me away from like you're putting me right in the center because there's some things that i have to deal with there's some things i have to struggle with and i just find it so funny that like with the uh Mephibosheth, mephibosheth mephibosheth is that the same thing god didn't just remove his disability he prepared a table for him right there. Like, mm-hmm. he set the yeah, table good. for him right in the middle there, right? Like, he felt like he was lame. He felt like he wasn't good enough. But yet, God still prepared a way for him right then and there to sit at the table and really be welcomed. And, like, that's, that's, I, I feel like that's a big part of the gospel, right? Of, like, yeah. <laughs> of like Christianity, like, community, yeah. right? Like, I don't know. And I
1: feel like the important aspect of that is, like, restoring your family name. Mm-hmm. Like, that. that's what God is in yeah. the business of. Like, taking you from living in your sin and inviting you to come sit with him and saying, regardless of how the world describes you, I now mm-hmm. describe you as a child who sits at my table yeah. with a holy inheritance.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, I think, I'm not sure how much it's, it's restoring an inheritance so much as giving you a new one. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Like, people who previously didn't have a father, who, 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 this, this, this prince that he takes in who's lame mm-hmm. he has no inheritance anymore right It's been taken mm-hmm. uh-huh. the same way that sin takes our inheritance mm-hmm. So the reality is that Jesus makes a way for the disinherited
2: mm-hmm.
0: to become inherited once again
2: right uh-huh.
0: He invites people he invites tax collectors he invites the people who are who are overlooked the fishermen, the people who would have been locked into wow. the same trade for the rest of their lives, and he invites them to his kingdom. He yeah. invites yeah. them to a calling that's deeper than the one they could offer themselves. Wow. Um, it's, it's powerful. So, so it's restoration for all of humanity, but there's a certain newness to it mm. that can't be underemphasized. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's interesting too how you talk about like bringing us from like like we were once like dead in our transgressions, right? And then like He brought us to life, and when we came to Christ, the and, and we got baptized, right? It says that the old life is gone and the new life has come. So like, just like here at the table, hmm. like what what's that like? What was that for you? Like, how are you dead in your transgressions and how are you back to life? Like, how did you, how did God, like, really birth you a new life when you came from, obviously, a life of sin and life of, of, of worldliness, worldly living, to who you are, like, today in Christ? Mm. Like, that, that's what I'm, like, interested in. Yeah, like, and, I, and I
1: feel like it's interesting, there's, like, so many people from so many different backgrounds that each restoration story is unique. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, some people are restored from drugs and from alcohol and from, you know, immorality and all these other things, and some people, like... Their story and their testimony is that like God protected them like they were brought up through the church with these pillars in their life with people who prayed for them with training right the Bible says train up a child in the way he should go and when he's older he will not depart from it right Right? like the Bible is is speaking that if these family structures are going into place and these kids are moving up the chains and learning age-appropriate things about the gospel and about genuine Christian life and the way that they need to be like enveloped into their faith co- faith communities, mm-hmm. like it's it's allowing them to avoid what the world has for you. Wow. Like mm-hmm. I've tasted the world. Matt's tasted the world. Both of us came to the gospel later in life, right? Right.
2: Wow.
1: And and we we experienced yeah. what it was like on the world. So it's a very clear life and death situation, right? Mm-hmm. You go yeah. from drug abuse and alcohol and fornication to now restoration. And inheritance right and purpose wow. right whereas someone who's living in a, in a sense of a covering right has yeah. grown up in a biblical family right yeah. with with those pillars before them mm-hmm. they're already growing up learning <laughs> that the world has nothing for you right they're,
3: they're growing up with the objective code in the household yeah wow. so it's yeah. not subjective right so everything that we're talking about here is going straight to what our principles are here at the table yeah. With Romans and Paul talking about, do not be conformed by the ways of this mm-hmm. world, yeah, but yeah. be transformed, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes what happens is, like, you know, what Eddie was just talking about, is if you come to Christ later in life, you've had all these experiences. And unfortunately, you've conformed a lot mm-hmm. to the secular world, right? right? And I think that there is a very powerful movement. When Christ comes to you later in life specifically wow. because you've experienced so much right and the fact that the Holy Spirit is Still pursuing you through all of it. Mm. and at some point smacks you in the face Yeah, yeah. and shows you like hey, I'm here mm. right wow. and Once you start to realize and you dig into scripture mm. and you start to recognize that Jesus is the objective code wow. That we've been doing it wrong all along. Yeah, right you can start to see all the secular all the secular activity that you've involved yourself in, mm-hmm. you can start to recognize, man, I was jacked up. Wow. Mm. Right? So, when Paul starts to talk about do not be conformed,
2: Jesus.
3: Right? But be transformed. Yeah. Right? yeah. And transform yourself. I wholeheartedly believe it's continuing to go to scripture each day, specifically wow. so that you're shining your armor each day so right. that you can go out into the world right. so that you don't conform to the secular world. Right, yeah, because as we know He's gonna come knocking. Hmm,
2: right. and it's
3: not it's not gonna come knocking when we're in here and we're right. all shot. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, that's a good word Yeah, gonna come knocking When we're sitting later on later on at night by ourselves mm-hmm. We're doubting ourselves, right? Yeah, because the critic lives where? In doubt right right in anxiety, right from all the things that the secular world promotes. Yeah. and that's why I think it's so important that we continue to be within scripture on a regular basis, daily basis, so that we're armed with the sword right. to and be able to uh, fight off the critic on a regular.
0: I think something that is is pretty interesting um, that you said was like, um, well, some people grow up just with it in their lives. Mm. There's never a time when they're separate from God. Yeah, And that was me, at least partly, mm. because the difficulty was I was always in the church, right. and I was... Never not serving. But the problem was I went home to an alcoholic father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The problem was I went home to brokenness. Yeah. I had a mother who loved me and, and raised me up with the things of God. Oh. I had a father who loved me and loves me, but has struggles, oh. deep struggles. And um, so, so as a person, being raised around God um, it's not so much that I didn't have an inheritance; it's that I needed to, to fight to understand how to step into it.
3: Mm. Wow. Mm.
0: Um, but I, and I guess that's just a little bit of my story. But Did
3: that motivate you as to where you're at now.
0: I think it motivated me. Um, so, so when I when I eventually like really really dove into the things of God around the age of fourteen, I. Um, I was really inspired by my small group leaders. I was really inspired by the people around me who had taken the time to invest in me. Mm -hmm. And the thing that started to really motivate me was I wanted to do the same thing for other people. I wanted to come alongside people and meet them exactly where they were at and help them get to this Jesus that had helped me so much. Mm -hmm. Get to this Jesus that I had known my entire life and, and and every single day, it seems to be new things about him that are revealed to me that I feel um, just become more and more pertinent to my life. Right. Um, so I, I, I don't know how much it, it motivated me so much as I knew I, I developed a deep love for the church, mm-hmm. yeah. not only because of the restoration that it helped to bring me, but... Because I knew that there were still broken people inside of it who are worthy of being cared for. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so just like me, there's other kids growing up in the church yeah. who maybe don't know. They know this whole Jesus thing like the back of their hand, but do they really? Right. And 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 what does it look like for them to to step into that? Um, it's 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 a gospel for the privileged and. The outcast yeah. right it's right. it's oh, a gospel good. for the people who grew up knowing about the inheritance and the people who stepped into it from the outside yeah mm, that's and, good. Um, because we're all sinners we're all adopted mm, right um, so we all equally need to figure out how to step into that and and not only how to accept it but how to walk in it and that, that's right. sanctification and that's right. holiness yeah. You, you you walk in it you walk with the Lord and and I think that's yeah that's where the meat is yeah,
2: yeah my, you just kind of reminded me of something too I'll never forget like um, how, how I had actually gotten saved um, I wasn't ever necessarily you know f- <laughs> my family wasn't followers of Christ by no means mm. um, but we knew we knew about God. Like I knew who he was. I'd heard his name. I'd prayed to him a handful of times. You know the mm-hmm. Lord's Prayer. Just very religious type of thing. We're at dinner. We're gonna we're gonna eat dinner and we're gonna pray. Um, and I'll never forget. I was coming home from ice hockey one time, and uh, I wake up um, from a nap and uh, I look at my I look at my dad and the the first thing out of my mouth like th- this is what I'm talking about. Like it's just crazy. I go, Dad, how come we just go to, you know church on christmas and easter like why don't we go to church more and here i am like asking my my earthly father this question and uh Mm. but but i was really asking my heavenly father that question right like i wanted to know more i was hungry i think that just speaks to like what you were talking about michael about how kind of um like the gospel is available for anybody like, Jesus can meet anybody in a moment. They can touch you at any point, mm-hmm. and it's, like, I just find it so interesting that, you know, someone who was growing up in the church, like yourself, someone who found Christ at a young age, like myself, but didn't know, wasn't growing up, or trained up in the ways that I should go in Christ, right, Some and then somebody who found, you know, Christ in their 30s versus somebody who found Christ in their 40s, like... How did we even come together? Like, that's my question, right? Because we all we obviously all have a Jesus story, and that's what, that's what brings us together. That's what molds us together. But I know, like, there's something special, like, yeah. with us. for Like, there's a reason why God brought us together. And, like, I'm just curious to see, like, what you guys think about that. Like, how, yeah. how, how did it take you to be in your 40s? And, you know, how did you cross paths with someone who started their Jesus walk when they were 14? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. how does that happen? That's one
3: thing that we all have in common. Right, we, we talked about that before. Is mm-hmm. You know, what did two 20 two twenty-year-olds, a thirty-year-old, and a forty-year-old have in common? God. Right. right? <laughs> I mean, outside of that, you know, we wouldn't be sitting here today. Right. Yeah. You know, I think that's no. where the power—the power lies there. You know, one hundred percent. In the Holy Spirit, you know, it's whole, I truly believe that it's it's done in His time. Right. Wow. Not our time. You know, um, I think there's a molding process. Even before your walk. Yeah, there's a purpose for you to walk through life and experience things Especially this day and age with mm. everything that's going on Because if you if you don't have life experience mm-hmm. Without having a relationship with Jesus Christ the problem is is that you're not relatable When you're explaining it there on afterwards, right? right? Wow, there's wow. no life experience there. Yeah, mm. so what we bring to the table here is We've got grown up in it. Mm-hmm. Have your experiences, as you were just explaining, your experiences, your experiences, my experiences. We have worldly experience all at different levels, right? Mm. You know, um, punk street kid. You know, ended up joining the Marine Corps, mm-hmm. deployed a couple times, served in law enforcement for 17 years before the Holy Spirit smacked me in the face. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? And with all that, you know, in I used to I would ask myself questions on a regular basis why I was seeing what I was seeing in my career field. Wow. Mm. And I would find myself questioning, you know, what is the answer here? Mm. Building dialogue with, you know, different types of cultures that are going on out in the street, especially at the street level and the marginal level, right? Mm -hmm. And and what's the missing variable there? What's Mm, the missing piece, right? And you can explain whatever you want to individuals on a regular basis and say, hey, you know, you're missing this or you're missing that. But if you don't have God in your life and you're completely missing you're completely missing scripture and you don't have that, wow. well then there's the answer. Wow. Right? And I think once you come to it and you actually see the objective code, yeah. And you know, as Pastor Marco says all the time, you know, we're built with this internal GPS system. Yeah. yeah. Right. In the further, you know, living intention, you're walking down that up, that, that critic path. Mm-hmm. Right. And the more life experience you get the down critic. that path, right. <laughs> the less likely and the less light, you know, shines in your life. Wow. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And you start That's to question, right? Like, Hey, yeah. wh- why have I developed everything that I've developed in my yeah. life? Right. And then you come to scripture and you go, wow. You have this awakening. Wow, and we've all we've all experienced
0: that.
1: Yeah, and the, what and I think um like going off of that, it it made me think about one of the first conversations that I had with Pastor when I first started going to the mm. church, right? I was sitting down getting lunch with him, and I'm asking him like, what are like the steps and the pathways to get in ministry, and like mm. how do you prepare yourself mm. for that? And one of the things that he said with me that stuck with me, and and I just thought of it when you guys were talking, is he said sometimes people coming from the worlds excel in ministry because they understand the people that Mm. they are ministering to, right? They have so much experience, right? We're called to be in the world but not of the world. And it's it's hard when you when you're a new believer and you have to go back into the places of the world. Mm. That's why a lot of people when they come to Christ they have to prune those worldly friendships that they have because your friends are inviting you over to do the same things that you were doing, before you had an encounter with the Holy Spirit, Mm. right? And those convictions, they all hit differently. Mm. You're like, wow, I I feel like I shouldn't be doing this wrong. And that's that's the daily sanctification. Like I was teaching my seventh graders this today in Christian living, like about how Jesus got baptized in the river by John the Baptist, right? And and the spirit descended on him from heaven like a dove, right? And even Jesus went through the physical baptism, Mm. but he always had the spirit, right? right? We as humans, we receive the spirit, and then we go through the physical baptism as the representation mm. of the reception of the spirit that changes yeah. us, yeah, right? The, the salvation is the instant process that happens when you receive the spirit, mm-hmm. right? Yep. The sanctification is the right. daily learning of how do I align myself more with the Bible? Right. How do I align myself more with God's perfect and pleasing will for my life, right? You're continually pruning the dead branches right. and your bad habits. And you know, three or four years into it, um, you know, one or two years into it, however many of you guys are as well too, there are still habits that we hold on to from the world, right? Absolutely. And the closer sure. you get to God, you feel like the light shines on that darkness in your life oh, yeah, even brighter. Amen. Right. Amen. Right. And progressively you like you feel
0: yes. more sinful the closer that yeah. you get to God. Yes. And yes. progressively through that process, it's right. like you start to you start to feel this switch. And I am sure the switch I don't know I don't know if the switch is more drastic for people coming in from the world or not, but there's this switch of like like gradually you don't think the same thoughts that you used to right yeah you don't your 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 the posture of your heart is a little different yeah. suddenly you have a heart for things you wouldn't have cared about before it's okay. true transformation it's yeah. it's transformation 100%, 100%. It's, a, it's a pruning of the holy spirit it's a it's a it's It's really the Holy Spirit working on you. Like Mm -hmm. taking away the things that need to be taken away and adding to the things that need to be added.
1: Like put it into this perspective. Like we can't even get these cameras to work because we're worried (laughs) about data (laughs) and information and (coughs) chips and all this. Like, think about how much memory of the world is downloaded in myself and in Matt. Mm. Right now, think about all the erasing and renewing that has to take place in that transformation process. Whereas someone who's come up envisioning hearing the word of god right Mm -hmm. seeing the word of god Mm -hmm. reading the word of god that that's renewed in their mind right the 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 scripture is in their hearts and in their minds Mm -hmm. right they're able to reflect it when you come from nothing Mm -hmm. and you have to now wipe the internal memory that you have from the earth like it it takes it's a grueling process yeah it it challenges you the first few years of my walk have been challenging right like A lot of us put on a front and we say that like god is good and i'm excited i'm not serving at church but like we're fighting demons on our own you yeah know what i mean it like is this, this is a spiritual battle yeah. wow. against principalities right like 100 it's not against flesh and blood like we have issues with other believers or with other things that are going on yeah. but we know that the real issues are the deep-rooted spiritual things that are going on in our life For sure. right? and we continue to strap ourselves daily with the armor so that we can fight back when the enemy comes at us with these thoughts of reminder. Yeah. Right? and when the enemy reminds us of our past, mm-hmm. we have to continually remind him of his future.
3: Right. Yeah, and sure. and so just give me a second. I'll let you go. You just went down that rabbit hole, and that was the rabbit hole that I was hoping that we were going to get to, right? And it was it's it's so deep too. It's the Holy and Spirit, baby, a, and it's <laughs> right. And and you think about it, um, you know, we came from living secular lifestyles. 'Cause they were thrust upon us because that's that's what society does now, right? right. I mean, we are talking thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years of, you know, secular style living, right? Where we've we've you know drifted further and further away yeah. from you know the words that are in that book. And if you look around what's going on in our own country, not just globally, just look around what's going on in our own country with all the woke ideologies and stuff that are going on. Um, if you don't have scripture, you don't have a relationship with God. Wow, you're defenseless. Yeah, think sure. of that. Think of that. Wow. Look at look at Come what on. we're doing right now with everything yeah. that's going on in this country right now. You're completely defenseless. Wow, without scripture, you know, and it's. I've seen it specifically because of what it what it did in my life previously. I've right. uh, I been mean, talking about relationships. It's funny when you talk about pruning, right? Mm they'll naturally prune themselves too, mm, right, right? Yep. you'll have friends man that like you know I grew up with for 30 years and it's not that they're uh, they've completely distanced themselves well in, in a way they have it's not like they're not my friends but it's one of those things where we ain't getting those same invites right That we were once getting you know and it's and it's not a bad thing but they know that if we're gonna be hanging out we're not gonna be doing those secular worldly things that we once did right, right? and if anything they're going to be getting the word thrown at him, mm-hmm. right? And they're going to be told, like, "Hey, listen. This is the why. This this is the reason why this is happening. Right. You know, this is the reason why I don't do that anymore." Right? Mm-hmm. As a forty year old man, uh, you know, having PTSD from being in Iraq, yeah, a very worldly thing would be to do. Is as a matter of fact, I can even bring it into the average work week. Yeah, in a in the secular in secular society, and anybody that's out there that doesn't have the book. And this is where I'm going with this. Everybody, Friday. Thank God it's Friday, right? Mm -hmm. What does that mean typically? That typically means stressful work week. Where are we going for happy hour? Bottom time. At noon time, right? And then what does everybody engage in? Social drinking hours, right? Now, we're not sitting here at the table saying that there's something wrong with that. Right. It's if that is what you're using as your natural stress relief. Right. Right? Right. And what it's going to, you know, further propagate in your lifestyle anxiety right depression right so on and so forth right Mm. whereas where I used to go Mm. this is where I now go right so I don't do the secular worldly things that I used to going to the bar or trying to engage in any of that activity specifically because I go somewhere else now right when I'm stressed out right right so those are the changes right but obviously in today's society all of that is natural right yeah. that is what you should be doing that is what is acceptable and then when you try to get somebody you get one of your friends and you say hey listen you ever heard of this you ever heard of this chapter this section right they're like what like what are you talking about you start to right. talk to them about Job. you start to talk to them mm-hmm. about anything anything in the right. OT or the New Testament right. and they're like lost yeah. and I'm talking people like like I grew up in a Catholicistic background mm-hmm. You'd be surprised how many churchgoers every Sunday, every Sunday showing up. Yeah. And this isn't a knock on Catholicism. I'm not doing that. But what I'm saying is showing up every Sunday, mm-hmm. but not living the lifestyle Yeah. and still being engaged right. in those specific, specific right. style of worldly activities, right. specifically because they don't know what is written mm. within scripture. Right. And that's the reason why I believe scripture and we rely so heavily on scripture, specifically because of what is written there, to know it, and as I was saying earlier, to arm ourselves with it, so that we can go out there and obviously not only get the gospel out, mm. as they mm. say in Romans ten, as yeah. Paul said in Romans ten, yeah. but also to defend ourselves from everything that live. is going on live out Christ there, Christ to be able to live, be able to live out there. Right. Right. And that is the reason why this is so uh, Important sure. as well, this type of fellowship and community and being surrounded by the right people, right? So that we'll continue to stay on track, right? Because he right. wants to knock us off in the worst right. way, we know that,
2: right? And, and two, like something you talk about, right? Like, you're talking a lot about like your experience with the w- with you know, actually being in the military and arming ourselves with the word, right? Scratching the surface, you're, yeah, you're scratching the surface, right? You know, what I mean, and and I guess what I'm trying like, what I want to bring up is is simply like how does a nation prepare for battle like not even just prepare for battle like a nation is always battling be is, is always battle ready oh, yeah. they're always you know training they're always upgrading their their armor they're always upgrading their weaponry they're this? always always mm-hmm. always building their arsenal right because they never know when the attack might come right they have to be ready for the attack because we never know when it's going to happen and it's like if we're not if we're not in our word daily if we're not yeah. if we're not praying daily, yeah. if we're not developing a religion with God daily, how are we ever going to be able to battle the the, the yeah. principalities of darkness? Like I think we take this like, too lightly. It's like we're over here just r- rolling around willy nilly, listening to this song, listening to that song, and it's like that is hell being unleashed on you, right? Mm. And like we wonder why we're, we're we're addicted to drugs and alcohol and pornography and sex and and all these things. It's like we're addicted because. Like, what are we allowing into Ooh. our minds? What are we listening to? Like, are we truly taking this thing and, in, 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 you know, putting on the armor of God every single day? Yeah. Are we taking, you know, yeah. the Bible, which is sharper than a two-edged sword, with us every single day? Yeah. Like, that yeah. thing cuts deep. If you know your word, oh. you can combat the enemy's
1: schemes. There's, um, yeah, there's, there's a thing, like a, a vision that I had. I told you a while back about, like, the armor. Yeah. Right, like you clothe yourself daily in the armor to go to battle, right? We mm. discussed this. Mm. Like think about the, the mindset of a soldier who's strapping on this armor every day. They're going out into war. What are they doing every night when they come back to their home? Ugh. Like do they sleep in that armor? Uh-oh. No, they, they come back to their home. They take off their helmet. Mm-hmm. They undo their belt. They take off their shoes. They take off their breastplate, mm-hmm. right? They put their sword away. Mm-hmm. They hang their shield by the door right you you unstrap from all this and now you're dressing the wounds that you took from the day because if mm-hmm. those wounds wow. go undressed yeah the next day when you put that armor back on Ooh. your your body is is now decaying right you're bleeding wow. out if you're not going home and addressing those wounds that yeah. you took on throughout your day Ooh. so that's why it's important that like every morning you need to be in your word you need to be praying The armor of God over yourself for every battle for every single day right because you're going out into a world that continually like the Bible says the fiery um, darts of the enemy Mm -hmm. right like every day he is aiming at you and he is Mm -hmm. coming for you with some kind of attack Mm -hmm. and when you come home in your intimate time with God in your holy sanctuary wherever that is whether it's in a church building or at your house or at the altar of your bedside you need to disrobe and you need to dress those wounds wow. and you need to hand them to God at his wow. table and say, God, wow. these are for you. I need mm-hmm. your healing from these areas of my <laughs> life so wow. that I can continue to go out every day and
0: fight the good fight that you have planned for me. That's yeah. really good. Um, I think that ultimately, we're, this is everything that we've talked about tonight is, is a matter of us being invited to the table. Mm. And then once you're invited to the table and it. you accept land that in invitation. Land the plane, Michael. <laughs> what is it what does <laughs> it mean to land in the plane? Guys? What does it I'm mean sorry, to be like at that. the table? We're landing the plane. <laughs> right? I'm once not. you once you're at the table, you're 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 you've committed your life to Christ, right? So then well, all right. Like we've we've talked about all this stuff, we've 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 told our stories. Um if you, for the people listening, had one thing Ooh. for them to take away from this <laughs> session today, what would it be? Let's start with Gavin.
2: Oh, come on. You're going to go with me <laughs> first? Come <laughs> on. I just got hit. Come on. I just got hit, he's he's got hit. He got hit with he's the bombshell. It's like, it's like that moment in school when yeah. like you're there and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm listening. The teacher goes, all right, what did I just say? It's like, oh, snap. I don't know. <laughs> um, I guess that's what I get for liking to talk, though, right? Um, I'd say, you know... I'd say it's this. Nothing we, we, we talked about, you know, necessarily in here, but I, I hope it was evident through each of us. Um, we're excited.
3: Mm.
2: Like, we're, we're excited, we're expectant. we're prayer-filled, we're prayerful. Mm. Um, and we're ready yeah. for all that God wants to do. And I just pray. Like, I, I just really hope and pray that there are people um, – that tune in not for us mm-hmm. like not for anything we're going to say not for anything we're going to do not for anything we're going to provide but simply to just get more of god mm-hmm. like i pray and that I, people are, are expecting to tune into the king's table and king's table and pack because they're going to get some god in their day they're yeah. going to get some god across their feet mm-hmm. and it's like there is a lot of passion there's a lot of excitement but but we pray that there is God above all other things because that's true the name that that reigns. And I'll just tell a quick story. Um try to be quick. So after after uh the vision night we had, which we'll go into details about it, but it was it was a powerful night. Um and amazing yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I can't leave it at that and I can explain it a little more but it, it was, you know, not that it's about the numbers, but over seventy plus people showed up to that. Yeah, I heard a testimony that somebody's brother was at the street, was at a bar two blocks away, and miraculously just told him, "Yeah, I was at the bar last night, and I heard people singing the name of Jesus down the street." Wow! And uh, we had the doors well, open. The doors were open to the place that we did yeah. this 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 vision night in, and uh, it, it was it was us, like the people who came who were ringing the name of Jesus through downtown New Bedford. Uh, you know, a, a broken place, a sinful place, a dirty place. Yes. Amen. But just because it's dirty doesn't mean that God can't clean, and God uh-huh. can't cleanse, and God can't touch, right? Because even though that person might have not got saved that night, that person, there was a seed planted, and, and there were seeds planted all through the streets of, of downtown New Bedford. And it's like, that that's a God thing. Mm-hmm. None of us mm-hmm. could have accomplished that on our own. No, None no, of no. us could have ever done that. That's, that's God. And it's like, but God, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's just a powerful, amazing thing when God is in the room. And so, but I, I went home that night and one of the, you know, one of my, f- one of my favorite texts was from my older brother who, uh, you know, he, he comes to church, he listens to church, he reads his Bible every single day, but I would love to see him in the church all the time, right? I'm putting you on blast, buddy. <laughs> I love you. But um, he texts me, and at the end of his text, he just puts um, A-G-T-G, and I didn't know what that was. I was like, what what does that mean? And then I was like, oh, wait, he put all glory to God. And it's like that hit me so hard because that's all I hope that this podcast does. I hope it brings all glory to God. Amen. That's it. uh, That's my spiel.
1: Yeah, I'd say for me, like, though, the one thing that (coughs) sticks out to me is kind of the first story I talked about that, like, every person is worthy of a seat at the king's table. Mm, That's not by anything you did, Mm. but by what he did. and how Jesus came to earth to be our sacrifice so that we can sit in communion and be offered a seat at the table living with God, right? And and we've been saying this from the beginning, like you said, it's not about us. It's not about conversations. It's not about the studio and the mics and the fellowship and anything that's going on here, right? If even one person who is listening has an encounter with the Holy Spirit and a change in their heart, Mm. and repents, all of heaven will rejoice. Amen. 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 that's from episode one till however many God wills, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same mentality. If even one. Amen. Right? It's worth it. Go for the one.
3: Amen. Amen. Yeah, I think, um, you know, listening to his talk here tonight, there's so much power in it. With the four of us at the table. And I know we won't all four of us be here and during each episode, but this is great. And this is something we're definitely gonna have to do probably at least once a month. Um, God does. Because this is amazing. I think moving forward, one of the things on the the apologetic side, right? That I think is so you know you know me, I gotta bring it (laughs) in. Apologetic. I gotta bring it it, it in, right? (laughs) What's one of the most important Difficult things to explain to even a believer, but like they're not they haven't been hit with the Holy Spirit bat. Right. They're not, they're not there yet. Mm. Right. Or someone that's a non-believer, Yeah. Is explaining what the Holy Spirit has done to you, the presence of the mm. Holy Spirit mm. with you. Right. Come on. Um And what mm. my hope is for this, this podcast is through the light of the Holy Spirit shining within us, that it continues to shine, shine outward. Right. So that they see us in the way that we're living and what we're bringing to the table each and every single week for something for them to emulate right wow. right and you know I think that there's, there's so much power in that and I my whole hope is is that they come with an open mind leave their faulty presuppositions mm. far behind don't what come with the right? critical <laughs> mindset right don't come with that critical mindset. No, no, just come in and listen Listen to what's what what the Holy Spirit has done in each and every single one of our lives. Yeah Yeah, when the guests are here listen to what the Holy Spirit has done in that guests life Right, and therefore they won't miss it. Wow. That's basically what it comes down to That's where I'm at
2: Amen.
0: I think The one thing I'd like people to kind of just know and, and walk away with is that they they have a place here, okay. at, at the king. Not not just with this podcast. We're mm-hmm. so glad you're watching, but um, we're surprised now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but but at the table with with Jesus, yeah. like yeah. honestly, um, I I I know you guys get annoyed with me with how much emphasis I put on those like four principles that we came up with. I, I like because I bring it up all the time. <laughs> it's, But like, as I, as I think about them, it's like, okay, so one of ours is preparation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we prepare, we serve, we disciple, and we transform. So hopefully this podcast can be something where we can do life together, where we prepare together. Right. And then, and then. What are we prepared to do? We we prepare we prepare to serve. We prepare right. to go out. Right. And by serving, we're both discipled right. and we disciple others. Right. Yeah. And through discipleship, that's one of the ways that God transforms us and transforms yeah. our communities. Yeah. So um if there's if there's anything to take away, it's just leave yourself open to the transformation that Christ wants to offer you.
2: Right
0: whether or not this podcast helps you get the, you there, I, I hope it does. Right. But ultimately, um, I hope you take away Jesus from this podcast. Amen. Um, and I hope you take away a deeper understanding of the relationship you can have with him.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I guess that's a wrap for yeah. episode so 1A. Can, I'm going to pray out here. I guess that's here. a wrap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why don't we why don't pray it out? Let's get out. used to praying this out, I Amen. guess, yeah.
1: Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for assembling this team, Lord, for not just the four of us at this table, but for everyone who's put hands to the plow thus far, yes, God. Lord. I just ask that you bless each and every one of them, God, yes, abundantly, God. Lord. You yes, multiply God. everything that you have for them, God. Yes, Lord. Lord. Yes, Lord. I ask that you continue to use us as vessels, God, that we're able to go out into all the world and to preach the gospel, the yes, good Lord. news of Jesus Christ, Lord. Yes, Lord. that we can go and prepare the way, Lord. Yes, God. For the good servant has come, Lord. Jeez. He's done everything that. We could ever need lord he took it all on the cross for us god yes god. We thank you god we give you all the honor and the glory and we pray that going forward your hand is over every aspect of yes, this god, god. and that we are genuinely and truly led by your powerful spirit so we thank you we love you and in your mighty name we pray amen
3: amen, amen. let's go <laughs> Boom.